This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I'm going to start by just uh, speaking about how it's interesting as we are in the beginning of the year. Usually this time, the beginning of the year poses many questions. Many a question for both believers and unbelievers alike. You know, questions like, what do, I, what do I want to achieve? What will it take for me to succeed in this year? What do I do with my time? What do I do with my gifts? What do I do with my money? What do I do with my relationships? The list is endless. And these are the, the questions that face us at the beginning of the year. And our ability to be able to vividly see those things that we're desiring to accomplish during the course of the year half the time determines uh, our testimony at the end of the year. What will we be saying about how the year went? It's that ability to vividly see, to have a vivid picture of what it is that we would like to do And not only that, but have the critical path to be able to bring it to pass. And so this is a time where we are faced with these kind of questions. And for us as believers, it becomes even more critical. Because for believers, depending even on our maturity, or the insight that we've received, or the sense that we received of what God is up to, begins uh, to come into the midst of all those questions. To say, okay, if God is up to this, what does it mean for me as a believer? And from us in this house, Pastor Tom delivered the word of the year, and there he was giving us a sense of what God is doing in this season. He was giving us a sense of, of what we can expect of what God would do in and through us if we align with him. Some of the things he declared, he said this year would be marked by an increase of believers stepping into their God-given assignments, using their voices to speak the mandates and decrees of the king in his kingdom. He spoke about how God would raise gatekeepers, those who would arise up and, and, and take up their post and begin to govern. He spoke about how leadership, there would be a shift in leadership. He would be raising up a new kind of leadership that will replace ineffective and disobedient leaders. Some will discover new opportunities or situations that will cause them to come to the front. He said this new season has many opportunities. So these are all some of the things that he spoke in the 2022 word of the year. And it is with this in mind that I would want us just to take a few minutes to look at how we could answer some of these questions during the course of the year. So I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus in the 12th chapter.
In the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, the Bible declares to us, Now the children of Israel, in verse 35 and 36, Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. The children of Israel, this is on their exit from that place of bondage. The Bible says with one in simple instruction from God, obedience to that instruction caused them to plunder the Egyptians and not in a small way. They plundered the Egyptians. They came out with great wealth. Some would say that this was God paying them for the 430 years that they had spent in labor. Because the Bible says a workman is worthy of their wages. And so the children of Israel came out of bondage loaded with all kinds of wealth. And as they step out, as they step out, God had spoken concerning what he was desiring. He had said, let my people go that they may come out and worship me. And so here they are, they come out, and God has given them everything that they need to be able to worship him in the way that he desires for them to worship him. And the Bible speaks to us in Exodus 24, in verse 13 to 18. It says, So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and her are with you. If any man has any difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went in the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. The first aspect or the first question I want to pose this morning is what can I do with my time? And Moses opens out this clearly, that in the midst of having been received a great, great deliverance, in the midst of coming out, of the land of bondage, you find yourself in a place where now you are free. And God has endowed you. With riches. This was the state of the children of Israel. The question, what will we do with our time? was posed. And we see the man Moses here separating himself together with Joshua 
to go up to the mountain of God. And this question answers the position, the positioning aspect. Time, how we spend our time speaks to positioning. And where we position ourselves speaks to our purpose. If we are correctly positioned, we will have a vivid picture of our purpose. And so Moses separates himself and he leaves, delegates Aaron and her to take care of the people while he's up the mountain. And he goes up, he separates himself, and it says he was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And this speaks to intimacy with God. That place of intimacy. So you see, in this year, you can spend some of your time in that place of intimacy with God. And this passage of Scripture shows us even for those who have excuses to say, oh no, I don't have the time, I'm too busy. You see, Moses delegated. <laughs> he delegated <laughs> the responsibilities that he had to those that he had raised under him so that he could take time out to God, with God, so that he could take time out with God. That means that there is always a way if we desire to spend time with him we will make the way. For some of us, it might not be delegating. It might be just asking a family member to cover us for a few hours while we take time out with God to seek Him. We can spend our time in the presence of God, pressing into God. Habakkuk 2, verse 1, Habakkuk said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what He will say to me. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. Daniel went to the king in the midst of his life. Almost being taken away from him. He had the boldness and the courage to approach the king and say, King, I need time. I need time to be able to seek God to get the interpretation that you're desiring. He went to the king, to the face of the king, and said, I need time. Give me time with the revealer of secrets. This is in a crisis. What do we do in crisis? Do we take time with the revealer of secrets to find out what is it that's going on? What is it that we're dealing with? So one of the things that we can do in this year is spend time in the presence of God. Because time in the presence of God is never wasted. And not only is it never wasted, it opens us out to the answer. To, it gives us the answer to the question, what does God want? Time in the presence with God gives us the answer. What does God want? Which speaks to purpose. Exodus 25, verse 1 to 2. The Bible says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses after that 40 days, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering 
from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering and let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. You see, God's purpose was revealed to Moses on the mountain. God revealed his desire. You see, when we take time out with God, God reveals to us his desires. His desires for our family, his desires for our business, his desires for those that he has entrusted to us. Moses had been entrusted with millions of people. And here he was 40 days and 40 nights up on a mountain, spending time with God to hear from God. And God spoke to him exactly what he was desiring. He says, I desire to dwell among my people. I desire to dwell among my people. You see, when we spend time in his presence, God reveals to us what he desires. A lot of us half the time are asking, I'm not even sure I hear from God. I'm not even sure what he wants. Are we spending time with him? Are we spending time in his presence? Hmm. Jeremiah's purpose was revealed to him in that place of intimacy with God. The word of the Lord came to him and spoke to him concerning how he had been ordained to be a prophet. There are many men, Abraham, Noah. All these men were men who had intimate times with God. And from those times, the purpose of God was revealed. So in this year, we can spend our time in the presence of God. And it's an intentional pursuit. Pastor Tom spoke about the halak walk, that it's intentional. We make time for God. We make time for those pockets where we can spend time with God in his presence, hearing what he will say to us. You see, having received his purpose, he showed his desire. The next thing he revealed was what would bring about what he desired. The Bible says in Exodus 25 verse 9, according to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings. Just so you shall make it. That was what would cause God to come and dwell amongst his people. You see, he gave him the pattern, the blueprint that would bring about what he was desiring. You see, not only will God show you what he's desiring, he will show you how to bring it about. He will show you how to bring it to pass. As we enter this new year, my question is the things that you are busying yourself with, what is the source of those things? Ah, what is the source of those things? What pattern are you following? Whose pattern are you following? Is it the pattern of God? Because if it's the pattern of God, it brings success. It will always bring success. And if it's a pattern that is not of God, half the time it brings us pain, brings us anguish, puts us in a place of anxiety. But if it's a pattern that is coming from the presence of God, 
it will give us success. And so God shows Moses the pattern that would bring to pass that which God was desiring. You see, this year, in time in his presence, we can have God begin to reveal us, to, to us, those patterns. What will it take for your business to go to the next level? God knows. What will it take for your family to go to the next level? God knows, and he knows the pattern. He knows exactly what needs to be done to bring about his purposes. He knows. And as we spend time, as my brother said, digging, <laughs> digging, as we keep digging, God will reveal to us these things. So here we have it. We have God's purpose. We have his pattern. The next thing God revealed, I want you to see how intentional God is. Is the people that would do the assignments. And this answers the question, what can I do with my talents and my gifts? Exodus 31 Verse 1 to 3 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bazalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting of jewels for the setting, in carving wood, and to work all manner of workmanship. You see, God spoke to Moses concerning the ones that he was calling. This is how intentional God is when he's speaking about his purposes. He's very intentional. Sometimes we move around believing that God is just doing things haphazardly. Because the way we act seems that that's how we view how God is. God is very intentional. He's very intentional. He says, I've called this man. And under him he had called those that would serve under him. There was a whole structure there. And those who would do the work. He's a God of order. He's a God of order. And he desires order. And so he sets in place and calls those that would do the work. You see... Each one of us is seated today and in us is some form of gift or talent that God has bestowed upon you. And in this year, the question could be, God, what will I do with my talents and my gifts? What is it that he's desiring of you? There's that which you are doing. And yes, what you're doing could be well in tune with, with, with what God has already said to you. And that's well and fine. Because there are people who are in the flow of what God is saying and doing. But there are some of us who, who possibly have been doing what, what we've been doing and have no idea why we're doing it. We have an opportunity in this year to ask God that question, God, what will I do with my talents and gifts? What you have given me, what would you have me do? Some of you will be plugged into the church. 
Some of you will be plugged there in your spheres of influence and God will use you mightily in those spheres. As he uses those gifts and those talents to bless others, to bring deliverance to others, to give direction, to bring the deliverance of a people. Moses, as he was getting this blueprint, this was part of God's plan to preserve a whole nation. But when he was doing all this, he hadn't seen the picture. All God said is, I want to dwell among my people. But you later see that the moment God dwelt among his people, they had protection, they had provision, they had guidance. So much more came, but all he said is, I want to dwell among my people. God's purposes are way bigger. They are way bigger. And so here he is, he sets and calls out those that would do what he wanted done. If you're willing and obedient, God will call you out. In fact, it could be that he's already calling you out and you, you, you've been shrugging off that voice. And he's been calling and saying, I want that gift, I want that talent. I want that gift, I want that talent. Serve me. And we've been failing to align to what God is desiring. In this year, let us be those who are asking that question, God, what would you have me do with my gifts and my talents? Because when we get what God wants us to do with those gifts and talents, it, be, it, it becomes, God, what will you have me do with your gifts and talents? Hallelujah. So, just to recap, the purpose was revealed. The pattern for accomplishing the purpose was revealed. The people were revealed. The people who would do the work. This is how intentional our God is. Hmm. Next, we see God revealing to us In Exodus 25, verse 1 to 9, the Bible says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, goats, hair, ram skins, dye, Dyed red, badger skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing, and for the sweet onyx, uh, for the sweet incense, onyx stones, stones to be set on the effort and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst them. The pattern of all its furnishing, just so you shall make it. See, the next thing we see him revealing is the provision, where the provision would come from. And this is interesting that God had made provision as they were leaving Egypt. You see, God will never ask you for what he has not provided. 
He will never ask you for what he has not provided. Does the Bible not say he gives seed to the sower and bread for food? He's not going to ask you to sow if he's not going to make available the seed. Very intentional. So they had plundered the Egyptians and they come out and there he is. He asked for the offering to say that which I released you with. And he doesn't even say everyone bring. He says whoever is willing. God will never force you to part with what he gives you. Because what he wants is for you to say yes, Lord. That's what he's desiring. He's desiring that response in obedience and willingness. He wants to know that he is Lord and Master. So he's never, he's never going to take it out of your hand. He's going to give you the opportunity to release it. He will give you the opportunity to release it. And so he asked for the provision. And what I want you to see is prior to this, while Moses, there's a warning concerning provision. Prior to this, while Moses is up on the mountain receiving the, the blueprint, the purpose, the children of Israel are down. And what happens? While they are waiting for Moses, and he's been there for that long, they decide, you know what? He's been too long. And then they turn to Aaron and say to him, make us a calf to worship. This is the warning that lies behind any form of material substance that we hold on to without a plan and purpose for God. They created an idol. Resources without God in them will turn into the creation of idols. They were down there waiting for Moses to come back and he would bring the instruction of how to put that money to use. But the lack <laughs> of that plan and purpose caused them to decide, oh, no, we will decide what we will do with this money. <laughs> We will decide. And what did they do? They created idols for themselves. This is the warning behind provision. God will always give you enough to sustain you and enough to do what he desires for you to do. He will always do that. Doesn't want us to eat the seed. What is it that has been separated unto him? He will tell you. What of what you have received is separated unto him? He will tell you. What of what you have plundered? <laughs> Does he desire for him to dwell amongst you? <laughs> hmm. So now, what can I do with my money? That's the question. In this year, you, have, you will have many opportunities to use your money to advance his kingdom. As he calls for it, you will have many opportunities. We don't have to wait for the offering message 
to decide, God, this is what I'm going to give you. We can go straight into his presence and say, Lord, of what I have, what would you have me put into your kingdom and for what purpose? So now here God is setting about his divine order. He's a God of order. And you will see the outcome of there being order. You see, he's not just doing it for the fun of doing it. There's a method in how God functions. So he brings about the provision. And what I want you to see, the last thing about that provision, is that not everyone gave. Not everyone gave. But the Bible says they had to stop the people from giving because there was more than enough. Our simple maths would say that if not everyone gives, there'll be lack. But when God's people are responding <laughs> to what God is saying, there will never be lack. There will never be lack. Which means when they were plundering, not all of them plundered at the same level. <laughs> not all of them plundered at the same level. And so that also speaks to our lives that the level at which we plunder <laughs> is determined by the level <laughs> we are willing to release it freely to God. If we're going to hold on to it, God is going to cause us to plunder less than we should have. You will cause us to plunder less than we should have. Mm. So now we have the provision in place. And the plan is in motion. And then Exodus 39 now speaks to us about the process. This is the process. Exodus 39 verse 32 says, Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. You see, everything being available, being in place. The people, the provision, what needed to be done was not enough to bring about what God desired. There was a step of faith and a step of obedience that was required. The people had to do according to what God had detailed. And he was very specific about how he wanted everything made. You were not going to arrive on the building scene and build however you wanted. He had already placed the pattern for what he wanted made. And it had to be made according to how he wanted it made. It had to be made according to how he wanted it made. This speaks of obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. 
And the question here is what <laughs> are we going to do to see the fulfillment of what God wants to fulfill? They had to work carefully and with caution to bring about what God was desiring. This is the process. This speaks to the act of obedience. In this year, we're going to have opportunities to obey God. God will speak, and what he's desiring is obedience. It says they set out to do the work, and it says they finished it according to what God had said. To the T, they did it. Partial obedience will not work. Partial obedience will not work. We learned that from Saul. He half-heartedly obeyed God and it cost him. It cost him his position. It cost him his assignment. God wants us and desires for us to obey exactly what he has said to us. And then now we come to the part that we usually all look forward to. But what I wanted to show you is the order of God proceeding to this point. The principle is that God causes his presence to fall where there's divine order. God will not come where there is no divine order. And so there's always a setting of things in order before God arrives. And the setting of things in order is in alignment with what God is desiring, not what we are desiring. The Bible says after they had done the work, I want you to see the, 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 what I would call pleasure of the man Moses first. The Bible says in Exodus 39, 42 to 43, according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Just so they had done it, and Moses blessed them. Ha, the pleasure of Moses, the leader, was the first thing that came about when divine order had been set, that the ones that they were, the one whom they were serving was pleased with the work. How do I know he was pleased? The Bible says he blessed them. He blessed them. Imagine what it would look like if concerning the things that as a ministry God assigns us to do through our pastors, we back him up 100%. And he begins to see those things pass. What would be the, 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 the response of Pastor Tom? 
I mean, I know he blesses you already. <laughs> but that pleasure, what, 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 what would that pleasure ignite in the man of God? It says he blessed them because he looked at the work and indeed they had done it according to how God wanted it done. And so he blessed the people. But then we also see the pleasure of God and the arrival of his presence when divine order had been set. The Bible says in Exodus 40, verse 34 to 38, then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and the fire of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and the fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Throughout all their journeys. This speaks to the pleasure of God. So God was pleased with what had been done. And because his order had been followed, he gave the children of Israel the pleasure of his presence being with them. He could not dwell in them at that time because room had not been made. But there he is. His glory fell. If I'm to ask the question, how many of us would want the glory of God to fall in this place? Would all say yes, would all raise our hands. But the glory of God is going to fall <laughs> when divine order, <laughs> when divine order comes. You see, God doesn't dwell in tabernacles anymore that are made with hands. Through Jesus Christ, he made a way to come and tabernacle in you and in I. And his desire is for us to set his houses in order. Aha! Uh -huh. To set his houses in order so that his glory... <laughs> He already made all the provisions through his son. He made the provisions through the preaching of the gospel that prepares our hearts to receive the indwelling of God. He made all those provisions. But what he's looking for is for us to align ourselves with his order. As we answer those questions, what can I do with my time? Or as we have now said, what can I do with his time? What can I do with the resources 
He has entrusted to me as a good steward. What can I do with those resources? What can I do with the talents and the gifts he has deposited in me? They are his. What can I do with them? How can I make use of them? How can I give him glory and honor with that which he has given? These are all the questions that we're going to be faced with in this year, especially as we begin. And as God always says, Behold, I place before you life and death. Choose life. Because literally as he nudges us, his desire is for us to choose life. That's his desire. His desire is never that his people would choose death. His desire is for us to choose life. And so this morning, it says no one knows what's in the mind of God except the Spirit of God. No one knows what's in the mind of God except the Spirit of God. God is desiring to reveal to us what's on His mind. He's desiring to reveal to us what's on his mind for our families in this year, what's on his mind for our communities, what's on his mind for our church, what's on his mind for every area that he has given us authority over. But it's going to take that pursuit. It's going to take us to ask the right questions. To say, God, what would you have me do? I know you're desiring to show yourself strong on my behalf. I know you're desiring to manifest yourself in my life. But what will it take, Lord? What is it that you desire? Where would you have me go? Who would you have me talk to? Who do you want me to pray for? In order, what is it that would bring about the order that you desire? And that would bring about your presence being here with us. Your presence abiding with us. What is it? I'm going to ask us to stand this morning. Father, this morning I ask, Lord, that you would do that which only you can do. Lord, your word has gone forth. You have spoken to us. You have whispered in our ears that which you are seeing for us in this year, that which you are desiring to accomplish, you will begin to whisper in our ears.
as we begin to align ourselves with your desires. And so, Lord, we pray even during this time of prayer and fasting that indeed, as we have been given the opportunity to find ourselves where we take pockets of time and spend time in your presence, spend time seeking your face, spend time hearing from you, that indeed during this time, Lord, we would hear from you. Cause us to hear from you, Father, concerning that which you are up to. Your word says, unless the Lord builds, they labor in vain who build. Lord, we acknowledge that you are the master builder. You are the master builder. And you're the only one that builds. And you call us to partner alongside with you to build what you are building. And so, Father, we pray that you would grant us the grace to come alongside you, the grace to be able to partner with you in what you are doing. Lord, may we be able to recognize it. May we be able to see it. Lord, may we have the boldness and the courage to step out to do what you are asking us to do. That indeed your presence may be amongst us. That your protection may be our portion. That your prosperity may be our portion. Yes, you bless those. You bless those. Oh, those who reverently walk in fear of you and who tremble at your word. Those who do the bidding of your word. We want to be those people this year, Lord. We want to be those people. We want to speak on your behalf, even as it was spoken. We want to speak on your behalf. We want to say that which you desire for us to decree. We want to do the things you desire for us to do. And so, Father, we pray that your grace would rest upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.